we are in Parsha Vayeshev, and um, let me just share a few of my thoughts, my focus for this week's Torah portion, uh, and then read some of the verses. The book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, provides the foundational genealogy of the Jewish branch of humanity's family tree. Torah surely does not airbrush a portrait of our biblical ancestors. That's why it's a timeless story. The divinely inspired authors of Torah paint a picture of imperfect human beings, warts and all, trying to find our place in the world. Last week's Torah portion ends with a moment of reconciliation between twin brothers, Esau and Jacob. Together at the graveside, they bury their father, Isaac. And this week begins the Joseph story, a novella that will carry us through the final four Parshiot in Bereshit. The story, by its name, surely focuses on Jacob's favorite son, Joseph. Yet it's Judah and Tamar that I would like to focus on this evening Torah's unsung heroes. Judah, after recommending that his brother Joseph be sold into slavery, separates himself from his other brothers. Judah marries a Canaanite woman, and together they have three sons, Er, Onan, and Shelah. The eldest son marries a woman by the name of Tamar and he dies at a young age. By obligation, what later evolves into the law of leveret marriage, the eldest son marries, the next eldest son marries Tamar. Onan, too, dies as a young man. Yeah, it's a tough story. So Judah reasonably, Judah reasonably afraid that his youngest son's fate may follow suit. So he withholds Shelah from marrying Tamar, asking her to wait until he's a little older. As readers, we know that Judah has no intention of allowing Shelah to marry Tamar leaving her childless and ineligible to be married to anyone else. Judah's decision, born of fear for his family's survival, creates an injustice, making Tamar what's known as an aguna, a chained woman. And in certain Jewish communities, this injustice still exist to this day. 
As the story unfolds, uh, Judah's wife too dies and the period of mourning has ended and Judah heads to the town of Timnah with a friend to shear their sheep, a euphemism soon to be revealed. Tamar gets word that her father-in-law is on the road to Timnah. Refusing to passively accept the injustice Judah has imposed, Tamar, with great chutzpah and ingenuity, takes action. Tamar dresses provocatively to get Judah's attention and get his attention she does. Judah propositions the harlot in disguise to sleep with him. They agree on the price of one kid from Judah's flock. As if incidentally, Tamar gets Judah to leave his seal, cord, and staff to serve as his pledge and also to confirm Judah's identity, as we will see. Some months later, in a moment of high biblical drama, Judah hears that his daughter-in-law, Tamar, has played the harlot and is pregnant with child. With self-righteous indignation, Judah demands that his daughter-in-law be brought out into the public square and burned. Instead of publicly humiliating her father-in-law, Tamar sends a private message to Judah, to the man to whom this seal, cord, and staff belong. Justice, not revenge or humiliation, is Tamar's goal. Here's Judah's moment of truth, the pivotal moment in his transformation towards leadership amongst his 11 brothers. Judah owns up in his response to Tamar saying, she is more right than I, inasmuch as I did not give her to my son, Shelah. There's there, there is a worthy model for us today, a person in power who admits to an injustice, who takes responsibility for his or her actions. This is Judah's first step, moving him in the direction of being the family spokesperson later in the Joseph story. Judah's fear that the same ill fate might befall his youngest son is understandable. It's a parent's job to the best of our ability to protect our children. Yet as Torah teaches us, fear is not an excuse to eclipse justice. Fear for our 
physical survival is not to be at the expense of another person's enslavement. So we are the descendants of Tamar, pursuing justice while providing the space for those in power to take a step back and own the injustice. And we are descendants of Judah, publicly taking responsibility for an injustice and making it right. As Jews, we actually take our name from Judah's Hebrew name, Yehuda. And you make it plural, you get Yehudim. And that's us magnifying, multiplying Judah in the world. And Tamar is the Hebrew word for, for a date. The, the fruit that's filled with fiber and antioxidants, like Tamar, it's good to stand tall like a date palm, bearing fruit that's good for our health and sweet and meant to be shared with others. So let me now read from the pivotal scene in this week's Torah portion and I'm going to uh, give um, all of you the honor for the for the Aliyah and uh, um, and actually why don't I uh, um, invite you to rise for the Aliyah in your place um, in body or in spirit um, maybe I'll have um, Rabbi Steele lead that lead with everybody else. Baruch Adonai Hamvorach Le'olam Va'ed Baruch Adonai Hamvorach Le'olam Va'ed Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Hamim Na'atan Lanu Et Torato Baruch Adonai Noten HaTorah You may be seated. Vaishlach Yehuda et Gedi Ha'izim Biyad Re'ehu Ha'adulami Lakachat Ve'er Ravon Miyad Ha'isha Velo Mitza'a Vishal et Anshe Mekomo Lemor Aye Hakdeshahi Ve'izim Al Haderech Vayomru Ro Hayita Vaze Kidesha Vayashov El Yehuda Vayomer Lo Mitzatiha Vagam Anshe Hamakom Amru Lo Hayita Vaze Kidesha Vayomer Adonai Tikach Lach Pen Nihie Lavuz Hine Shilachti and Judas sent the kid by his friend, the Adulamite, to redeem the pledge from the woman 
but he could not find her. He inquired of the people of that town, where is the cult prostitute, the one at Anayim by the road? But they said, there has been no prostitute here. So he returned to Judah and said, I could not find her. Moreover, the townspeople said, there has been no prostitute here. Judah said, let her keep them, lest we become a laughingstock. I did send her this kid, but you did not find her. Vayehi kamishlosh chodashim yagde leyhuda lemor zanta tamar kalachta vegam hine hara lizunim vayomer yehuda hotzi ahu vatisref. About three months later, Judah was told. Your daughter-in-law Tamar has played the harlot. In fact, she is with child by harlotry. Bring her out, said Judah, and let her be burned. He mutset v'haya shalcha al chamicha lemor leish asher ele lo anochi hara. Vatomer haker na lemi ha chotemet vahap tilim vahamate ha ele. As she was being brought out, she sent this message to her father in law I am with child by the man to whom these belong. And she added, Examine these whose seal and cord and staff they are. Vayaker Yehuda vayomer tzadka mimenu ki alken lo natatiha leshela veni velo yasaf od ledata. Judah recognized them and said, she is more in the right than I, inasmuch as I did not give her to my son Shelah, and he was not intimate with her again. And the blessing after invites you to rise in body or in spirit. Ohenu melech haolam, asher natan lanu torat emet, Bechayei olam nata betochenu, Baruch ata Adonai notena Torah. And I'm going to offer um, all of you a Mishaberach. Mishaberach avotena v'imotenu. May God, who blessed our ancestors, be with each of you for you to continue to hear and take the words of Torah out into the world to learn from our biblical ancestors um, how it is that we um, not to humiliate, uh, not to publicly humiliate anyone, but to give people the space to take a step back and 
whether it's an injustice or just a mistake somebody made to give them the opportunity to walk out of that corner and own what they need to own and in that way bring a little peace into the world. Um, as you are have participated in this blessing, may you too, each of you, be blessed as we say together. Amen. Amen.